welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 141, which is another one of our craft episodes. And we are going to be talking about action scenes. Last time, we spoke mainly about fight scenes. Um, the types of fight scenes and our experiences writing them. But in this episode, we're going to continue our discussion on writing action scenes and focus more on action sequences as a whole and their importance to your novel. Yes, I I feel like last episode we like opened a can of worms and there was so much to talk about. And then it continues into this episode. I could have probably easily have done a third episode about writing action scenes, but I think two Two episodes is definitely enough. So let's jump right in to this second part of our episode about um, writing action scenes and begin with talking about the importance of research when writing action scenes or writing fight scenes as well. Since they're kind of all sort of one thing. So Sarah? So... I think it's necessary to have some knowledge um, when it comes to I've written action slash fight scenes. (laughs) So we're kind of talking about both. Um, And research can really help in creating a realistic scene. But I think I was thinking about this and the amount of research that you need is really dictated by how much your character knows and how skilled and experienced the bad guys are as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think it's helpful to have more of a handle on it yourself, though, even if none of the characters are very skilled, so that you know what common mistakes and rookie errors your characters might fall prey to. But um, if they aren't very skilled, then you can possibly get away with a little bit more than if you're writing from the perspective of, like, I don't know, like some karate master or something, (laughs) then you're going to need to know a lot more. And I, I, you know, I realize that kind of brings back into the the fight scenes a bit. But I think that goes for action scenes in general, because there's like a a whole range of things that will happen from like the start of an action scene to the end of an action scene. And one thing that comes to mind for me, like just as an example, thinking about it was there's a scene in our novel where they have to like jump a a car (laughs) and I remember Ashley talking about writing this and needing the knowledge to be able to be able to work out how you might break into a car and like the wires that you might use and where they might be stored and like all that kind of of thing which car can I hotwire is question number one So, you know, I would still call that as part of the action scene because they're like, okay, we've got to go and we've got to, like, do this. And, like, that's kind of, like, the beginning of it. But it's, like, an example of something that's not necessarily a fight that you might need to do a bit of research for. I was going to say, same with your um, one of your large events that happen in Price of Pandemonium as well, where they're setting up for their big one of the large climaxes in that book. Um, yes. There's quite a lot of research <laughs> that had to go into that part as well. 
Yes. And how do the things work? Where can, you know, there was how a lot of, does it work in general? I feel like there was a lot of um, like getting around stuff as well. Cause you're like, okay, well, in a usual situation, this would be how, how it would work. But then, like, you know, they're in the middle of, like, a combat zone. They don't want to be making a whole lot of noise. The area that they're, like, working with is, like, enemy territory. With- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Infested with soldiers. So it's kind of like, well, okay, how are they going to, like, remain under the radar and not be <laughs> yeah. seen or heard when they're, like, trying to do this attack or whatever? So, you know, like... A lot of research comes into sometimes working out not only how you do something, but how you might get around creativ- creatively alter what the usual path would be. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I was just going to say that for like any scene in your novel, action scenes and fight scenes, um, it's you know, important that the reader feels like they are really there. And often in these action sequences, you've like built up to it. So they're promised something great and you need to make sure that you're delivering on those expectations. So that's where I think um, a lot of research can help. Um, The thing that came to mind for me was our ancient Greece book first. Um, We haven't quite gotten to some of the fight scenes in it. We have had some some action sequences, I guess. And for that book, the amount of research that we've had to do, the pre-research has been quite extensive before you even get to the fighting. (laughs) So (laughs) things like, you know, battle formations and just even the weapon types that they have in the first place. You know, like, are they just carrying a spear? Like, just trying to figure out, like, what would they have on them? I remember doing a lot of research being like, well, I I really need a knife in this situation. Would they care? Like, would they realistically carry a knife? Like, would they? And then I was like, well, they don't actually carry swords. So maybe they carry daggers and then had to do a lot of research being like, is that like a thing they had? And then, you know, some people. (laughs) I was like, I guess it's not too far of a stretch that this exists. Um, but then obviously looking up sort of the, the techniques that they might use, the training, and then things like armor, and then what, what what's it like to move in the armor? Like, you haven't even got to the fight yet, but, you know, how are they getting there? <laughs> Can they walk? Can they run? Um, and, you know, things like that. I love the, you know, like, everyone thinks of armor, and they think of, like, these, like, metal, like, suits and stuff, like, typical Middle Ages kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, you go back that far and you suddenly realize that actually it's more common to maybe have, like, a leather, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, breastplate kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and maybe, you know, like, depending on the class as well would depend how well armored they would be. So it's yes. like... You know, what class is this person in? Are they going to have, like, just, like, a spear, like, crappy, you know, something that doesn't fit very well? And, like, Mm -hmm. or are they going to have, like, the full-on, like, greaves and what you typically see in, like, ancient Greece movies? Because not everyone had that, obviously. Well, yeah, and I remember coming across (laughs) stuff where they were like, well, you know, a lot of people, like, imagine them, you know, with all the greaves and things, but 
realistically, there might only be a couple people that had all the armor, like the rest, you know, because they have to mm-hmm. hide it on their own. Have like and weapons sorts. too, <laughs> yeah. like you know, the people at the back just were like throwing stones. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Versus, like, you know, the ones that are, like, more professional soldiers. Yes, have more professional weapons. Anyways, I feel like you could talk about research extensively as we have just, you know, kind of scratched the surface. But I guess the important thing to take away is you just want to do enough research to make sure that your readers are satisfied with the outcome and can follow the scene. Um, and I guess it depends on the nature of your book and your characters as to how much you're going to have to do. Uh, yes. So moving on to the next part, I thought we could talk about the importance of setting out the stakes of an action scene. So Sarah? Um, so this is definitely crucial. You can't get away without setting out the stakes <laughs> of the action scene in some way, shape or form beforehand. Because the tension of the action scene relies on the reader being aware of what is at stake to lose, whatever that may be. It doesn't always have to be the character's life at stake. I thought I'd mention, you know, it could be their job, their reputation, their family, anything that the character is deeply attached to. But it must be clear and relatable to the reader for the readers to sympathize with your character um, and that is what builds tension and elevates the action scene to something that's really exciting and scary. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally agree. It high stakes are basically the whole reason your reader continues to read your novel. You know, they're not gonna. There has to be something the character is literally, but also figuratively fighting for. <laughs> um, I guess because we're talking about action scenes, and I'm. And when I mean fighting for, I mean, like, you know, it's something they really care about. It's not just some sort of throwaway thing that you're like, oh, yeah, you know, this would cause them to, you know, jump into this, you know, really dangerous situation. You're like, no, obviously it has to be something that matters to them or why would they put their life or their reputation or whatever it is that's important to them on the line to get it. I feel like it can be something kind of small to begin with, like before they really get into it you know how like your character has like these kind of dreams of like that aren't really realistic or whatever and you know it's not like actually gonna happen you're like yeah you're kind of (laughs) just wishing on a star there mate but um (laughs) and like you know that that doesn't fully matter but it's still got to matter somewhat to your character yeah and then like the real stakes like set in when they as as things get more intense and as the fighting gets more intense you see those actual like things that really do matter to them come to surface yes so the next part i thought we could talk about is the importance of action scenes and character development because i find sometimes even though, as I think we'll talk about, they are, it's important to character development. It can get, you as the writer can sometimes get a bit lost in it because it's so fun to write. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Sarah, what do you think? So, it's kind of funny because my first thought was like, oh, action scenes, they're not really that, like, intertwined with character development because it's just, like, stuff that's, like, going on. But then I thought about it more and I was like, actually... They're crucial in character <laughs> development. 
full 180. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of the time it's easy to kind of pass by that and because it feels like the character development happens in those slow scenes where they're, you know, may- maybe taking stock of their life a little bit or talking to close friends and mentors, you kind of typically think of like the character development and blossoming into the the person that they're going to become in those kind of like more um, intimate scenes, I guess. But in actual fact, a lot of character development can be seen through action when the character is under pressure. So we know that maybe in the past they used to react a specific way, but maybe they have a change of heart and that action scene is the first time that we see they have truly changed. So like, you know, the character development is always kind of going on in the background, but I think action scenes are crucial for the readers to actually be be able to visualize that change because it's, as they say, you know, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> All the action puns today. <laughs> yes, so um, that's something to bear in mind when you're writing an action scene that through what your character is doing, you're actually showing what type of person they are and maybe what type of person they have become since the start of your book and drawing a contrast. Ashley? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think... By definition, usually, action scenes put your character in a stressful or tension-filled or dangerous situation. And kind of relating to what you said, Sarah, these situations are the perfect opportunity to let your character, like you said, you can ex- expose or show um, the development that they've had. But it's also really good, a really good place to show their strengths and also their weaknesses, which can be really good in letting your reader know who your character is. And often in action scenes as well, the consequences of what happens are very important to your character, uh, and therefore so are the reasons that they find themselves in such a situation. So then you get a lot of questions like, how far are they going to go to like win the fight if they're fighting, and what are the consequences of the fight if they lose? And then important like coming from that, how does your character feel about? because you know that's quite important to how your character is going to develop and then Mm -hmm. finally one of the things that I immediately thought when I thought of action scenes was the impact that they leave on your character after they've been through it because often your character doesn't just walk away from one of these action scenes and like forget it's happened like oh yeah that time my best friend died and I was right there totally forgetting about that um <laughs> you know it usually it lingers and his influ- and it influences who they're going to become so i think that's really important like the fight scene or the fight scene or the action scene doesn't just end with like no consequences on what happens to your character or, or how they feel it really it influences like what they do next and also how they're going to develop so i think it's important to bear that in mind yes so the next thing, which is a little bit related to fight scenes, and I probably could have put it in the other episode, but it was going to get too long, but I thought it would be amazing <laughs> yes. to go cover it anyways. So have we ever acted out our fight scenes, and do we think it would be helpful uh, if we haven't? What are our feelings about that? So I have never acted out a fight scene, 
It does sound quite amusing, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) You know, occasionally if I'm having trouble describing like a position a character's in, and even I've done this reading as well, I'll halfway kind of like move my arm or I'll be like, hang on a second, where is this character and like what are they actually doing? I'll be like, ah, and like moving my hand or my arm around or maybe a leg or something as I'm sitting at the computer (laughs) trying to work it out. But mostly I write it as I see it and then I read over what I've written to make sure it makes logistical sense. Would it be helpful? I'm not sure considering I haven't tried, but maybe (laughs) that is something I will attempt in the future and then I can let you know. Uh, I would imagine together, Sarah, we can act out a fight scene and see how it goes. We can put TJ and Julia on the ground and they can act out the little scene together. (laughs) Julia would be like wasting herself on the floor as she usually does because she just falls over all the time. Oh no. (laughs) That's TJ at the moment. He face plants a lot because he's crawling on our like hardwood floors. So he's often like arms, (laughs) legs go poof and he's like, ah. So (laughs) Julia just has so many bruises over her legs. It's not even fun. I was trying to think about, like, beyond my own experience. I was like, okay, well, you know, do would I think it is helpful? And I think it depends probably on what type of person you are. If you are a very hands-on type of person, and I think if you're someone who maybe learns through experience, acting out a scene before writing it might give you extra understanding of the types of body movements required and of a spatial understanding of what would and wouldn't work. Um, so maybe it's something to try if you're that type of person, like a kinesthetic type of learner. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of generally what I thought, but do you have any anything to add, Ashley? Not really. I I also have never acted out a fight scene. So I can see the value in it for like some of the more like our fight scenes aren't particularly complex. So I think like I can easily easily visualize what's going to happen. But I feel like if you're doing things that are a bit more complicated, I feel it could be helpful. I, I'm thinking things like maybe like martial arts or like if you have more like more people around where it might be helpful to like see them where they are like in the scene that could be quite just imagining like a bunch of like teddy bears or something like spread out around you as you're like okay that's someone so (laughs) sorry no that's fine I was gonna add I guess I'll add a couple things I guess one thing that can be helpful though it's not really acting them out maybe handling some of the weapons could be useful if you have them for example just holding a gun so you can feel how heavy they are i've had sounds really random i've had like medieval sword fighter people come to my ranger group and bring like their replica swords and all the replica armor and just like holding it and putting it on you're like oh these things are very heavy or like trying to swing the sword you're like hmm you know or even bows if you've never shot like a a bow before like the Especially, like, I've got a double-jointed elbow, and, like, (laughs) if you're, you know, you're trying to, like, draw it back, and then, like, you let it go, and it, like, 
hits your elbow as it goes past and you're like, oh my God, the pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's also very like taut and like not easy to draw at all. Like a lot of effort in it. Um, if you've never just randomly, if you're writing a book with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it, it relates to my point, which I think that can be helpful in itself, even though you're not really acting out a scene. Um, <laughs> so that would be my yes. advice on that. Um, all right. So moving on from that little amusing aside, uh, how do we balance action with dialogue and or character thoughts in a scene? So Sarah? So I think I'm always struggling a bit with this, but a balance is important to find, you know, too little internal thought or dialogue. And it feels like you're reading a report of what happened rather than feeling <laughs> like you were there as a reader. Um, too I much. I Dylan a B in this situation. <laughs> no, I was kind of more thinking of like really sort of he did this, emotionless. He did yeah emotionless reports like what I would do for like a nursing thing of like objective very objective and like this happened and then that happened and then that happened (laughs) (laughs) I noticed something something (laughs) yeah um without like any judgment on in the words at all (laughs) but too much particularly too much dialogue and it can feel like literally (laughs) all talk no action you're really getting the puns in um (laughs) the cliches in rather it gets boring and long-winded um I think I tend to judge the balance by my immersion in the scene so if I read it through and I'm bored or rolling my eyes at any point then it's usually because the balance is off and the scene's where it doesn't matter how many times I read it, it still keeps me riveted. Those are the ones that I know I've done something right, and the balance is usually much better in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Ashley? For me, I find it challenging to have to write both the action and all of the dialogue and internal thoughts at the same time. I think I usually find myself sort of writing the action as like the first pass. And then going back in and being like, mm, he would probably think something here. <laughs> like <laughs> he needs to make a decision here. This is probably a good spot to, you know, jump into their headspace. Um, or you know, this part doesn't have enough tension here. Like you know, this dude just stabs someone. There's no build up or no tension. We need something uh, to color that part in a bit more. And that's sort of where I start to add the the dialogue or the internal thoughts or whatever is required. I think I'm coming up to a scene in Editing Darkness Set Us Free that's um, flat. So (laughs) get to put that into practice very shortly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And on a sort of related note about action scenes potentially falling flat, how much detail do we think you need to go into when you're writing an action scene? Sarah? Well, my first sentence probably isn't very helpful and not exactly what I mean, but I'll still say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's enough to paint the picture in vivid detail. And so I've expanded from that point because that sounds like you, I want you to write everything, 
but you don't need to describe everything. But sometimes I think giving a few vivid details of smaller objects your character notices creates the illusion of a wider world. So my advice is to pick like a few key things about the scene, describe them well, and then use broader strokes for the rest of it so the readers have a sense of the scene but are not overwhelmed with detail and can still work out what's going on with the action. So that's kind of my short answer, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a similar answer. My first sentence was, the bare minimum that still gives the reader the most visceral of reactions is my first sentence. That was a better better (laughs) description. (laughs) But then I've gone on, because I then thought, well, actually, I think in often in action scenes i feel like the details you're focusing on are slightly different to the details that you would focus on in just any normal scene like you're less you know hardcore focused on you know your setting details and things Mm -hmm. like that and what the peripheral characters are doing because that well that shouldn't really be what's as important because your character's literally in a fight for their life in quotation marks (laughs) So I think focusing more on what's immediately relevant and important to your character during the action helps. Like you might go into more detail about, you know, something the opponent is doing or looks like um, or how they're feeling and maybe less on the clouds and sky or the, um, you know, the hills in the distance. It's, I feel like it's more like immediate if that makes any sense which kind of relates to your point of picking you know small important details that you can like really focus on to you know make the scene pop a bit more I guess the way that I imagine it is kind of like so (laughs) you know how you talk about like a narrowed focus I think of this more literally when I'm thinking about (laughs) what things to describe uh, from the character's point of view so like Instead of thinking like, you know, oh, your character's kind of like walking along and they're like looking around, they can see like everything around them. You know, you think, okay, like where are they like pointed at? And like as they're turning, what things are in their sight line and what things are going to be important to them in that moment <laughs> in, in terms of things to describe. So it might not, I don't know that it always necessarily relates precisely to the action scene but it might be like something small that either triggers an emotional reaction from them that might give them like a bit more um oomph to get through the action or like Mm -hmm. i don't know just like trying to think of examples but yeah like i think it has to mean something to them if you're going to describe it in vivid detail like it can't yes. be like I don't know, like maybe they were like shoved into the grass or something and at that moment they saw like this perfect little flower or something. Maybe even though you might not say it, maybe that flower to them represents like life of some sort or um <laughs> yeah. like hope or something and it that was really cheesy, I know. <laughs> like pushes them fervor in the fight so like you can slow it down and like crystallize these details in like a small moment before like speeding back into the action but it has to be something that even metaphorically means something or like you know is important to your Mm -hmm. character in some way that makes 
That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually um, fits really well into the next part, which is about pacing, because you've kind of alluded to that in your answer a little bit there without actually directly saying pacing. So, Sarah, what um, do you feel is the importance of pacing in an action scene? Well, it's funny because <laughs> I started thinking about, like, the whole novel a bit more when I answered this question. But, That's yeah, okay. like... <laughs> So I'll answer it from that perspective first and then maybe talk about the scene itself. Yeah. Um, You know, it's so important and something that we have to work hard on. And I think we have had a sense of pacing, though, right from day one when we started writing. You know, I distinctly remember coining the term calming chapters very early on when we realized our book was action-packed and needed some downtime. (laughs) But... And this this goes for the scenes as well, is that it should ebb and flow like a wave. So the writing gets more tense up into a particularly action-filled scene or a moment if it's within the scene where the tension is resolved through a fight or action. And then the readers are allowed to catch a breath before the tension builds again. You know, you want your waves in your book um, or in the scene to be slowly increasing in size so that every time your reader catches their breath, there's that tiny bit of background tension still left behind, um, which builds into the next bigger wave. So you might have like within, if you're talking about the scene itself, um, you might have several like really action filled tense moments within that scene. Um, and they just get kind of bigger and bigger until you get to that sort of climax moment um and each action scene in the book together will give the same effect so you want them to be getting increasingly more tense as you get throughout the novel ashley Uh, i've said that pacing is really important to tell the story of your action sequence so i feel like if it's too fast you've usually built up to this action sequence so if it feels like it just races by it might actually feel like a letdown to your reader like you know they wanted more um mm-hmm. or it you know they might need a break from reading it because it's just too much too fast so i feel like you can have either of those two uh responses if you're going too quickly if you're going too slowly then well your reader might get bored which is also not ideal so like you said sarah you really want to use pacing to try and control I'm going to use your words, the ebb and the flow of what is happening in your scene. So you can use things like, you know, mixing up your sentence length length, or varying your word choice or even using paragraphing to your advantage, I think, to help um, visually and, you know, uh, visually pace your scenes. That's kind of my thoughts on pacing. I always enjoy playing with pacing too. It's like one of my favorite things. When you're yeah. like, oh, let's do it quicker and, you know, add some, like, fun paragraphing detail because then it visually is quite appealing and you can be like, oh, yes, it's faster there and then slow it down. <laughs> I feel like with the short story that I created, which was a horror, I felt like it was way more obvious that I needed to, like, take two steps forward, one step back, two steps mm-hmm. forward, one step back. Um, to build it because it, and I had to do it really purposefully. So it's kind of like interesting that different genres can um, lend a different feel to that kind of pacing too. Definitely. Uh, so a final 
uh, topic to chat about, I was just wondering if we could offer some tips we have for writing um, action scenes. So, Sarah? So, my tips are pretty quick for this. (laughs) (laughs) My number one tip would be to edit, um, write the scene, and then edit and look for, like, those points that are a little bit slow or maybe too fast or anything that might need to change if you hadn't put enough dialogue or internal thoughts in. And my second tip would be to read aloud, which will help you find those points that don't quite um, hit as hard as what they should be. And then my third point was to do research like we've talked about. Um, So I won't go further into why you should research. (laughs) Rewind. Listen again to the first question of this episode. Um, I have the same thing. I've written edit it in all caps and then I've written and then edit it again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My second tip is if you're stuck, just write down the action that happens to get a feel of the bones of your action scene and then color it with all your characterization and wonderful observations and um, your internal dialogue and everything after. Um, because I feel like once you can see what's happening, it's easier to figure out, you know, where you might need to increase the tension or where you feel like you really need some like character insight to help move the scene along. So hopefully you've all enjoyed our chat about writing action scenes. Um, so we'll move on to mistakes of the month if you have any. I don't have any. Sarah? I don't, which is fortunate because... Considering I'm editing an already like proofed work, it would be disturbing if I found too many mistakes. <laughs> so I'm happy, happy to report nothing. <laughs> Alrighty, so then let's wrap this show up. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. If you would like to apply, you can go to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you will find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, it is our author spotlight section. So we're looking forward to chatting uh, with another author and hearing about their journey um, and about their books. And if you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy writing, everyone. Thank you.